Money problems are a leading cause of marital stress, separation, and divorce. How can you undo these marriage money knots? Find out in this episode of The Catholic Money Show. One of the most frequently asked questions or emails that we'll get from somebody describing their situation, asking for help, is one of two. One of two things. Mm. They're one, it's a situation where there's just not seemingly enough money at the end of every month to accomplish the things that they would like to do or feel called to do. Mm. That's a conundrum. Second most common, maybe right up there, is... I want to work on this. I'm ready to X, Y, or Z with our money, get out of debt. I'm ready to start saving. I'm ready to invest. I'm ready to buy a house. I'm ready to really rein in spending with, with the skill of budgeting. But I can't get my spouse to do it for this, that, or another reason. Mm. And this, that, or another reason is what we're going to talk about in this episode. Yes. The dumb husband. No, not always the dumb husband. <laughs> no, it's not always our it's fault. It's maybe the dumb husband seven out of ten times. <laughs> um, and then if, but if it's uh, reverse, right, it's either the spendy wife Ooh, or the overbearing that's right. wife. Ooh, that's true. Um, <laughs> she is out there. <laughs> and obviously we don't want to slip into these, um, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Caricatures. Yeah, that's good. That's extremes, good. if you mm-hmm, will. Mm-hmm. Very, very few people actually fit that those molds exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's easy to We're say. We're hearing one side of the easy story. Easy to say, oh, the dumb husband doesn't care about anything but beer and football. Or whatever. Or the wife doesn't do anything but shop till she drops. Yeah, that's just, that, that, that's it not doesn't real. really get the whole picture. No. But there are some real issues that folks experience, and I'd like to talk about some of those today. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not always, uh, and we are going to have this conversation kind of in honor of mm. the upcoming feast of Our Lady Undoer of Knots. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to untangle some of the most common marriage money knots. Nice. And I thought it was a little hard for you to say in that intro. Hey. Money marriage. Money <laughs> say that mar- 10 times You're going to get a, your tongue in a knot. <laughs> um, but the... The reasons that these knots exist do vary. Well, it's not always, oh, they're just a they're just a a lazy person, or they're. It's easy to want to just simplify it and to think, here's the reason he's why he's a lazy bum. She doesn't care. It's That's never that. And there's usually, I'll ask a series of questions to these people that are reaching out to us, mm-hmm. and then through these series of questions, it's kind of a, a yes, no, and give me a little more context. I'll be able to boil it down to one of three different categories that maybe Mm. their situation falls into. And I think you're going to introduce us to some of those tonight. Yes. And it's so important to undo these knots and that, you know what, they might be tight because they've been pulled on for quite a while in your relationship. They might be pretty big and nasty Maybe they've been doubled up on top of each other where there's multiple knots, knots on knots. Mm -hmm. It's so important to get them undone because they will eat away at your relationship. Absolutely. And more importantly, if, you know, 
this is called the Catholic Money Show. So I'm assuming most of those, most of you who are listening are Catholic. Are using money. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> are Catholic and using money. And if you're married, we believe that you're called to complete financial unity. And mm-hmm. anything less than that, not to be tolerated, is to be militantly pursued and evicted from your relationship. Mm. It is unhealthy. So many people do not know how to become financially unified. Yeah. Not, it's not just, oh, okay, so we're a Catholic married couple, so we got a joint bank account. So the externals you united, but then what about the internal? The way you're thinking about money, the way you are engaging with it, the way you're planning it and managing it. These things matter. The internal things matter. It's not just, oh, on the outside, we have one bank account. That's not enough. And that's usually, I mean, that's a great first step. We Mm -hmm. highly encourage that. It's what we recommend. But there's just too much under the tip of the iceberg that isn't seen or visible from the external that you've got to work on and is possibly more important for fostering that financial unity in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, let's undo some of these knots. Let's undo them. The first would be an uneven burden of planning or managing your money. Mm. So one person, one person's doing all the work. Mm. One spouse is trying to budget. One spouse is paying all the bills. One spouse is making all the decisions. One spouse knows what's going on and the other one doesn't have a clue. And this could be, maybe they don't want to have a clue. Maybe they, nobody's given them a clue. Maybe it's intentional. Maybe it's not. But it's an uneven weight of responsibility that's being felt. Mm. And that can lead to resentment. Yep. Can lead to overspending and even unintentional overspending. Because sure. that other person just didn't They're know. They're flying blind. Yeah. They're not in the details. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I didn't know you didn't have enough for that. I wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. Sure. Uh, this, so this can, and this can look like, yeah, uneven spending. So, right, there's just an, one person's doing the work, one person isn't. I would say even if you, maybe the spouse who's doing all the planning ends up then doing all the spending too. It can, yeah. And then the one who's in the dark might be afraid to spend it all. It could go either way, yeah. It really could go either way, depending mm-hmm. on if they're a spender or a saver. A spender might just go wild. Just go spend stuff. <laughs> but a saver might be so fearful that there isn't anything. They need that permission, if you will, seeing a budget and say, and somebody saying, look, there's money. It's designed for you to go spend. <laughs> they need that. Yeah. And so it could, it, it could end up being, you could be warped in your spending. I'm really happy that you said those things because it speaks to how many different ways this could come about. And so it's, it, we can't just say, oh, well, you're in such and such situation where spouse A is doing X, Y, and Z and spouse B is doing X or W, Q, and R or whatever. There's so many different variables in play. The personalities, mm-hmm. if they're a spender, if they're a saver, if they're in the know, if it's intentional, if it's not. Temperament. What, the temperament of the person who does know the things. All of this um, can come together. So you can't assume. If you're in the dark and you're listening, you can't assume what the other person is thinking or doing. Or if you know everything and your spouse doesn't, you can't assume anything about where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. You've got to talk this one out for sure. Yeah, because the, the temptation could be that the person who's in the know 
just assumes that, you know, they're the only one who cares about this. And so, and, you know, I, I've felt this in our own marriage at times, but the lie that can creep in is that unless I do it all, it is not going to get done. And that is a super toxic lie the enemy will like to, to, to fill in, especially when there's an, maybe an uneven yoking of, of tasks or things being handed out. Um, and sometimes there isn't going to be an equal distribution. Some seasons, there's just not going to be that. Or sometimes there's a temperament that's just better and more adept for these types of financial planning tasks than the other one. Mm -hmm. But you'd have to agree on those things. And regardless of, you you have to both once a month sit down and actually look at things together, make your plan, budget, even if it's one person saying, here's what I came up with, version A. What do we want to do? Are we agreeing on this? Do we need to tweak it? And you plan and then budget and then you spend according to that as a team. Mm-hmm. So the person who's really the planner might put in an hour of work and the person who's maybe not the planner but cares just as much might come for the you know 15 minute budget meeting. But then you both stick to it throughout the month. Mm-hmm. So the time commitment there does look different between both those spouses, but they both care the same. And then are committed to the plan. Mm -hmm. So that's a knot that can be undone through planning and and, and budgeting. Yes, by handling it together as a team, as a couple. Another nice tip for this is also to have an agreed upon amount for spending. Certainly it wasn't envisioned ahead of time. It wasn't budgeted maybe. or if it maybe just takes up a significant chunk of a budgeted amount, but there's a, a spend limit that should trigger a call or a discussion before the spending or a text, something mm-hmm. to go, Hey, I saw this. I think it kind of lined up with what we're trying to do. No, it's not quite in the budget, but you know, whatever it is, but we What's need to number? agree on this and just know what the number is. Yeah. For most people, it's probably somewhere like a hundred dollars. Mm hmm. And that'll vary. Some people will be a little higher. Some people will be a little bit lower. Yeah, depending and, on your current financial situation, your goals, all that, you're going to have different amounts. For example, a category like groceries. Mm-hmm. I don't call you when I'm about to spend $400 on groceries at Costco. But if you saw something about, I don't know, a quarter cow on sale or whatever. Sure. You probably would call me because that one thing is so much. Right. It'd be like, well, I'm just going to take half the grocery budget and poof it off in the night on this one thing. And now we have to make the rest, the other half work for the whole month. Mm. Hmm. How are we going to do that? Let's noodle it together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That would be a good example. Okay. That's not, not and the next knot is having different expectations and or goals. Mm. So you guys, so the first one is. Kind of you're managing it. You're un, the, there's an uneven distribution of work. The second one is just uneven expectations. What is this money for? What are we supposed to be doing with it? You could have two just different ideas. Yeah, and, and then you're getting frustrated with each other. And just to tease it out, it's not what you think about money. No, we'll get to that in a second. We will. This is more just 
I think we should be getting out of debt this year. Uh-huh. And then the other person is saying, you should be getting investing. Going. Yeah, I think we should be investing. So you're both trying to go in two different directions. And even if you end up splitting the difference, if you will, end up watering down your progress and it, bre- it can just breed frustration. Uh-huh. And so we don't encourage just splitting the difference. But again, that financial unity, you need to be of one heart and mind and deciding that there is a specific goal that is going to be your priority right now. And it might be directly related to finances. It might be indirectly, but then there's a money component to it. But you have to have the same unified direction you're moving. Mm-hmm. Like the other knots, this one can come about very uh, unintentionally. Mm-hmm. This just kind of happens. Oh, yeah. And it's not that the other person probably isn't thinking, oh, well, what you think is dumb. That's a stupid goal. I'm doing mine instead. All you did is listen to a podcast episode about Bitcoin and now you want to get it (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. You know, I can see how these things would come up. Mm -hmm. Or if not coming up, coming inside and being held on to and ruminated on and festering resentments against each other. I want to get out of debt, but all you want to do is spend money at the grocery store and go through Chick-fil-A. Just, you know, these things can happen and not get voiced. Yep. So... You need to, instead of yelling at each other in your minds, (laughs) speak out loud to one another and figure out what your goals and priorities are as a couple and as a family Mm. and do that together. Mm -hmm. Because, right, I'm I'm trying to get whatever you just said, get out of debt. You're trying to put good food on the table or go to Chick-fil-A. We're both trying to provide for the family. Mm -hmm. We both want good things for our family. We're just unaligned on which good things and how to get them. Yeah. And when you get aligned on a direction and a goal and a purpose, it just gives you a lot more momentum and the punch that you get to deliver towards whatever that goal is, is just more powerful. Hmm. So again, this is so important because, you know, we've been there many times where It just feels like we're kind of getting nothing accomplished and there's nothing happened financially for us and scratching our heads. You know, this happens even to to the Texeras. You know, we've been at this almost 12 years now. And I every time I can kind of boil it down to, oh, that's because we you know what? We finished and kind of wrapped up that last goal we were working on and we didn't identify the next one. What that next priority was. Oh, so all the money's just kind of getting watered down all over the place. And we just kind of took the money that we were directing very specifically at X, Y, or Z goal, finishing the basement, saving for the adoption home study, whatever it was. And it just kind of got leaked out amongst groceries, maybe a little extra giving, maybe an extra date night, whatnot. And we're not really getting anywhere. And that leads to just feeling frustrated. And so it's really important to always have, it doesn't always have to be some ginormous goal like getting out of debt, but just something that you are working towards together as a team. And if it's financial or not, there's going to be a money component to it 9.9 times out of 10. And I think we actually have a um, podcast episode on when we discuss Pat Lencioni's book, Three Questions Mm. of a Frantic Family, where he goes into talking about rallying cries. That could be a really important thing to 
bring to the table at this point? If you've got different expectations, different goals, and you're both kind of duking it out over whose might be more important, well, that might be able to give you a little bit of encouragement on maybe which one should go first. Um, or you can use some discernment resources, uh, like Father Tim Gallagher's book, Discerning the Will of God, about Ignatian spirituality on how to discern between goods. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there isn't going to be, you know, it, they're both going to be just really good goals and maybe they're both the same priority, but you pick together. You pick togetherness over your own thing, your own goal. Maybe you flip a coin, to be honest, just to be really fair. And you just kind of, and then after this goal is accomplished, we go right to that other one. Um, just something to help you get unified and aligned is really, mm. really essential. Yeah. Like, look, Discussing amongst yourselves, of course, but then also looking outside of yourselves for a little guidance as well. So look at those books, pray about it. I, th- I would also put forward the wallet win method, the 12 money milestones. True. As something to look at. That could also help you understand maybe in order, since a lot of us are going to have a financial component. Well, let's look at the financial steps. Right. Yeah. People will come to us often and say like, gosh, what should we do next? Well, Waltwin Method, 12 money milestones. Boom, 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 boom. It's a staircase. You can't screw it up. Get on the conveyor belt, move ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and to do it step by step by step by step. We've already pre-figured this out. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. And so that right there is a huge lift off people's shoulders. People mm-hmm. feel relieved when they know that, oh, there's a system and a method that I could just follow and I don't have to figure this out and piecemeal something. No, Walton Method is there for you. That's exactly what we teach inside the Catholic Money Academy. Yeah. So the okay. first, the first money milestone is to better understand what we call your money mindset, the way you think about money. And that really helps with the third knot mm, of these is? different mental images of money. Mm. You have different ideas of what money is, right? You, you both, you're, you're one, you're both unique creations uh, from God. So you, you're, you're different people. You have different personalities. You have different past experiences with handling money personally. And maybe most importantly, you grew up in different families. Mm-hmm. So you had a whole different set of experiences and lessons, both explicit and implicit, in your very formative years of this is what money is. This is what it's for. This is how you do or do not handle it. Mm-hmm. And those things, they shape us and they influence us, even if we've never thought about it. They're there in us. And so it, it's good to just sit down and just examine your own perspective on money. We can think, hey, this is, I mean, we, I don't know if this makes any sense or if it's even true. Well, we probably all think water tastes the same. But doesn't it also taste like the inside of our own mouths? We can't tell mm. what, the, what another person is <laughs> tasting when they're not eating anything. Are we, are, we all just, are we all just smelling the inside of our own noses when we think there's nothing to smell? Maybe my nothing is totally different than yours. I can't know because what I ha- have as my experience, I have as the bar, as the example. 
And I think, well, that must be what everybody else thinks about money. Because that's what money is, right? Well, when it comes to money, there's a lot of, they're all similar, but they're a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So you got to understand, what do I think about money? What experiences have shaped me? And then share with your spouse what you found. I'm not sure I could have said it better. Wow. <laughs> you did some good things. I'm glad this is recording. <laughs> One thing I might add is first, you, you know, you recommended kind of getting into the, the weeds there and thinking about how money has shaped you individually, mm-hmm. personally. So you have to do that work yourself. But then you need to share it with each other. Share your findings, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I encourage you spouses that are going to do this to just do it with acceptance and openness and to really refrain from judging um, or shaming or manipulating. Or it could be a temptation to want to try and force this other person to see money the way I see money. and. When it's a moral issue, yeah, I agree. Maybe you ought to do you ought to do that. Not maybe. You ought to do that. <laughs> Let them see a different way. Absolutely. If it's a non-moral issue, let it go. Help each other grow in virtue. And it's okay if they think about money a little bit differently mm-hmm. than you. Jonathan and I are opposites in temperament and personality. Mm-hmm. And we had to learn something real early on <laughs> in Harmridge. It's the that Amanda's always right. No, (laughs) (laughs) it was the remember the the skin the cat. Oh yeah, which is kind of a gross phrase. I don't even know what it means other than I guess what it means. (laughs) Other than what it sounds like. (laughs) But essentially, we got some really good advice from older married couples um, that just said, "Look, if it's not a moral issue, let them skin the cat however they see fit." And so we've just chosen to prioritize that. If this is not a moral issue, who cares how they load the dishwasher? Who cares how they go about organizing the budget categories? Who cares that, you know, they like to be a little more generous than the average bear? Mm-hmm. It's, this is just don't make molehills into mountains here mm-hmm. and try not to judge the other person, be open, be accepting. But again, because of financial unity, the goal here is not to just stay in your own spots. It is to say, look, great. These are the things we brought with us and we're influenced in. Well, what do we want for our future? And then you get to decide, well, you know what? Growing up, I saw and experienced that you know what? Money was just burning a hole in my pocket and we got to keep up with the Joneses. So let's go shop. Well, that's not going to serve our family. So let's decide we're going to drop that. And instead, we're going to, you know, fill in the blank here with a more healthy money mindset, a more healthy view of it. This is the Lord's resource. He's entrusted it to us. We're called to be the best stewards as possible with it. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're kind of trading out some of those things that aren't going to serve you. And you're eventually just one by one getting more unified, not just in your heart, but also your minds about what you think about money. I was actually just thinking about this this morning. Ooh. Um, 
I forget what happened. Oh, you know what it was? <laughs> we had a reward at Chick-fil-A and yeah. Jonathan got a free sandwich. Heck yeah. And it was kind of highlight of the day. <laughs> highlight of my day. Hell yeah, man. And then you found a fiver on the sidewalk. Oh, on my way walking <laughs> to Chick-fil-A. Everything was coming and out of the house. <laughs> and you were so excited about it. So ex- it was so And I was so day. excited about it. <laughs> and I will just say that we might be opposite in our personality, but we both came into the relationship as just naturally frugal thrifty deal hounds Mm. and it really really is something that unites us (laughs) and we've i've seen other people struggle with that in their marriage Mm. but for us it's kind of like oh thank thank the lord that i'm married to somebody who thinks exactly the same way i do (laughs) when it comes to getting a freebie or (laughs) (laughs) we're not cheap we just really appreciate and love when there's a deal Hell yeah, man. I'd say this, this is as, as you are sharing this, as it's becoming something you talk about with your spouse, I think the more you do this and the more that you learn about money together, the more you're handling money together, planning, doing all these things, undoing all the knots, the more you do this together, I think the more similar you will end up mm, sure. with the way you're looking sense. at money, right? You both... Sure. You've got no control now over where you guys came from and it could be totally different influences. Yeah. But you now have the choice of how you are influencing yourselves and each other from Mm -hmm. this point forward. Yep. And so you can do that together and you will end up closer together. True. And probably in a better spot. Mm -hmm. Like those old, they say, I don't know if it's true. They they see these things online, these old couples and you end up looking like each other. (laughs) But it's, it's the same yeah, way. Right. You end, you'll end up looking like each other in the way you view and handle your money. Thinking if about life. you choose to work together. Thinking about, yeah, you, you basically could give this, you know, you'd both know what the other person would even say. You mm-hmm. know, if somebody asked for advice or whatnot, you'd probably both say the same thing if your kids came to you later in life asking for help or whatever. Because you're just of such one heart and mind. Mm. Love it. Now, I can hear people listening to this episode. Not literally, but they're, they're in a knot. They're in one of the knots we mm, talked about. At least. The uneven burden of jacket. planning and management, different expectations of what our next goal should be, different just thoughts about what money is or what it represents or how it should be spent. And I can hear them saying, yeah, you just identified what's happening. But what do I do? What can I do? to get unified. Mm. I've got two things. I've got some of this. I've got like an ice cream sundae for you. Oh. I've got the ice cream. Another food and then analogy. And I've got the hot fudge on top. All <laughs> okay. right. The ice cream is our money together mini course. Mm. It's a three-part workshop where we talk about the different mental images of money yes we do. that you where you where your past we help you we work you walk you through a workshop with your expectations and goals of how you where you want to go with your money yeah what dreams you have and maybe how you could get there and we talk about financial intimacy and the stages of that so you can make sure that 
you're integrating your finances together. Mm-hmm. So it's three part. It's at walletwin.com slash money together or use the link in the show notes, of course. And I've got a little secret for you. If you use the promo code not as in cannots, the, cannots. Thing, the things you want to untie. Our lady undoer of cannots. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get $10 off. So that's walletwin.com slash money together code knots. Hundreds of couples have gone through our money together mm-hmm. over the last couple of years since debuted. Um, in fact, we're actually about to go deliver it live as a half day workshop. That's true. Coming up. So um, if this is something that you think your diocese, or your parish would be interested in, we can come and mm-hmm. do this with a large group of people. Yes. And it's also been it's being uh, incorporated into marriage prep programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's a great resource, and I look forward to you going through it. Now, that's the ice cream. That's the scoop of vanilla. Give me the hot fudge. Which is delicious What's on that its hot own. Fudge? But I want to make this even better. The hot fudge is calling for mama and praying with Our Lady Undoer of Knots. Mm, of course. A novena. A, even just a, just throw it up. Quick prayer. Whatever you want. You know, maybe this is something, yeah, you pray a novena for you just get close with her ask her you know you see that image of her and she's you know she's holding that ribbon or string or whatever that is and just think hey all right i'm just gonna put our financial situation in here i'm gonna put me and my spouse working on money mm-hmm. um, that's the that's the cord i want you to hold right now she'll undo it now just like hot fudge at least for me i like eating it plain it's good and i like ice cream plain it's also good. But you put them together, they help each other out. They make each other better. So why not do both? Why not? I might go have some ice cream now. <laughs> Until next time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode's from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.